My name's Richard. And with me is Colin. Oh, come on. <laughs> try that again. Okay, right. You just say it. And my name's Colin. Okay. Okay, ready? <clears throat> Hello, my name's Richard. And my name's... Colin. Oh, jeez. Right, okay. Hello, my name's Richard. You've done this too much now, man. Just let's go on with it. I think everyone knows it's me. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Back. By always by popular demand. <laughs> it's Mr. Colin. This is We're Not Wizards. And this is episode 10. Episode 10? Of... Of what, 12. Something like that. Because <laughs> we're cutting it off after <laughs> after not that long. And um, tonight's episode is going to be called I'm Getting Hints of Toffee and Summer in Kittens and War. Okay. Now, don't look at me like that. Now, I, <laughs> now we know why it's called that. And you will know why it's called that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, so, you've you've got the show notes. So I I know. I hope you. I hope I know. I definitely definitely let's see. Um, it's been I'm a while. just here for the roller coaster ride of emotion. <sighs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. For people that have not joined us before, the reason that we do this is because there are not enough podcasts about board games. There aren't. I've uh, looked. Yeah. I can't find any. I've looked and I can't find any either. So there's no reason for you to look. No, do not, not look any further. <laughs> there's also not enough podcasts out there that spend considerably longer thinking about the title than the actual content of the show. We did. We'd spent an awful lot of time. It was a bit of an old white, is it vino analysis? It's almost kind of like around about a bit of viticulture. Type mm. thing, and that is a link into one of the games that we have got to the table. What a segue! I've that it's it's amazing. I'm glad you like it <laughs> because, um, um, the last time that we spoke, we were talking about we were either going to play Escape from Golditz Castle, yep, or we we're going to play Viticulture, yep. So we played Viticulture. We did. And we are going to talk about Viticulture a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, a kind of, we're going to savour it. We're going to take the cork off. We're going to let it breathe. No, oh, you could let we're it breathe. We're going to give it a sniff. Oh. And then we're going to down the lot because it's delicious. Okay, so you're not going to spit after them. Okay. <laughs> That's definitely going to swallow. Um... <laughs> Viticulture is a game by Stonemaier Games, mm-hmm. and uh, it is for one to six players. Oh, yeah, you were saying it had a solo yeah, mode. Yeah, it had a solo mode as well, yeah. so it's got an automata mode, mm. um, which is quite interesting. But um, why don't you tell, because you've not been speaking, well, the audience haven't heard your lovely voice for a while. So why don't you tell the lovely audience what viticulture is about? Uh, no, it's 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 all right. It's it's a good game. It's it's what you would term a worker placement game. So yes. you're competing over getting your chappy to the right task because you only have so many actions in a turn, don't you? Yeah, you um, s- you start off with um, it's very. Th- 
it's very th- beautifully thematic in terms of what it brings to mm-hmm. the table, first of all. The artwork is, it remind, it does remind you of being on holiday in kind of France or Italy. You know, there's fields in front of you, there's old, you can see pictures of old buildings, there's, the artwork is very, very water, it's a watercolour based artwork, it's mm-hmm. very, very holiday type thing. But yeah. the idea is quite simple, that at the beginning you, you are an owner of a vineyard. And you you have decided that you want to be the best vineyard owner that there is. And how you do this is you have a set number of workers mm-hmm. and you have a set amount of money. Yep. And you get, potentially you get buildings as well mm-hmm. and you get some fields. Yeah. And then your idea is to basically... Go through a year. Yep. You start off with um, you start off with spring. No, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the spring, which is um, basically <coughs> you're setting up the table for the year to come and what cards you'll have for that year. Yes. So, um, you know, your two visitor cards and, and yes, you get um, you basically you've got to decide what turn order. You're yeah. Going to go oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. No. Oh. Well, only played it last week. I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I haven't. I haven't seen Colin in ages. Well, I seen him on Friday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the what you do is you've got to decide. Um, like any worker placement game, it's really important. The first player usually has a lot of the power and usually decides what they're going to do. Yeah, because his worker placement turn order really does matter. It, and um, but it's got a nice little system for deciding turn order where uh, you don't just your first this round, mm. next round the player to your left will be first. Instead, there's certain rewards you can take for taking a worse turn order yes. placement. So uh, I think the first one would be you get a vineyard, which we'll discuss yeah, so we'll in, in a bit. Yeah. And the second one uh, gives you, uh, oh, I, I can't remember what the term get, is for the purple cards. There's um, there's things like visitor cards. So you get order no, the, the, the wine the, order cards. The wine order card. And then you get the choice of either a summer visitor or a winter visitor. Yes. Which have slightly different <coughs> abilities. Which yes, we'll, they do. We'll yeah. go into later. We, we shall go into yeah. Everything is going to be good. You shall have to wait a couple of years yeah, for this until chat. Until we is... explain what. Because this, this chat has to mature. It has an like awful a... lot of things going on, oh. which us sitting explaining the game is going to make it sound really complicated when it's not. But it's not at all. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. And then you get things like you've got the ability that if you put yours in the, say, the third or the fourth space down, you get money. Money. Or yeah. you get a victory point. Victory point, yeah. And then it is the creme de la creme. Which is, there is a spare worker. Yeah, an extra worker. For an extra it, worker. but it's really a, important. But it's a balancing act because you have the extra worker, which is good. But then you've also got the thing that you're last. So you mm. get have to wait until everybody else has played. So the idea of the game board, the game board itself, it's not huge. Um, <clears throat> it's basically, it's divided in two. You've got two parts of the game board. You've got your own little game board yourself. 
which is almost like your little vineyard, and you've got like a, you've got your little, um, you've got your field at the top, with your, which um, are represented by three cards. You've got your little, um, you've got your little grapes, um, that you're down the bottom, which you, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a well, it's an individual card given out to each player, yeah, as yeah. opposed to being one big board. Yeah. And on that, it's it's got zones for all the different upgrades yeah. you need to buy over the course of playing the game. And then you've got your little cellar as well. Now, the main board, as I said, it wasn't that big, is divided into two. And you've got, like, a, a basically a summer area. And then you've got a winter, winter area. area. Yeah. Um, and on each... on There's little areas of the board, and they each have, like, little um, circles on them. And they allow you to do certain things. So they allow you to... the Say the um, the summer the summer area allows you to like plant. Yeah. It allows you build to a building. build a building. Yeah. It allows you to play a summer um, visitor card. It allows you to have a tour. Yeah. And um, there's a space in the middle that just allows you to collect money. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because depending on the number of players decides on the availability of those spaces. Yeah. So if you got like if you got like six players. This means there's like three slots available for everybody. That game must be really <coughs> cutthroat playing with yeah. six. Um, if it's like just the two of you, you've only got one space available. But that's not an issue because every, everybody... Well, it is an issue, but luckily... But luckily, you have a... Grande... Grande worker. Yes. What does the Grande worker do? Well, he's allowed to be placed at any workstation, regardless if there's already a, another meeple there. You know, if, if someone else is, if two players have already taken both of the build yeah. um, zones that are available, then you can put your own grandy in, build a building zone, and you get to build the building. So you're not hamstrung too badly no. if you're playing a very cutthroat game and everyone's going for the same action and it's but it's a decision on whether to not to use your workers at all because i've mm. already mentioned yeah. i mean that's one side of the board i've yep. not talked about the other side of the board which is winter the, winter and winter is going oh i knew you were gonna say that that's because it's been delayed yeah has it been delay? Yeah, that's a big delay, man. I've not seen Game of Thrones. I've seen an episode and a half of Game of Thrones. And you're not addicted to it? I've After an episode mm, and a half? No. Oh, you might like Black Sails, huh? It's a lot better. It's a lot better, isn't it? But, no, but... It's worthwhile watching anyway. Right? <laughs> Where's that, where can you watch that? <laughs> it's a We're Not TV podcast. Um yeah, totally. Is it? Cool. Awesome. Um, <laughs> with, where, trade of thought. It's gone. Winter has different stages on it because you've got the ability, like, on their side, you've got the ability to play, like, a winter visitor card. Yes, yeah. Or you can recruit another worker, mm -hmm. which is really, really important. Or well, it's giving you another action for the rest of the game. You know, each or, turn. or you can harvest a field, or you can mm -hmm. fulfil a wine order, or you can make grapes into wine and, and yeah. on the press. That was the word I was looking for, mm -hmm. the press. What's interesting is on each of the spaces, if you're the first person to put your worker in that space, then you get a little bonus. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you get to play, like if it's normally you get to play like a, a winter visitor card, you get to play two. Yep. 
or you get to harvest you get to harvest some grapes but they get to add one extra to yeah. the value and what happens is when you do kind of press a grape it has a little place on like a numbered tract mm-hmm. and at the end of at the end of the year all the grapes age so they all move up a yes, space yeah so that's why it's um sometimes a good idea to just bash on and with a very small grape because you randomly draw these grape cards so you don't know exactly what grape you're going to have yeah um so you might uh, as i had in the game that we played um all my wine orders yeah were for red grapes yeah and i just all game i just pulled white grapes out of the game uh, out of the the grape cards really it I was, was just exactly, white grapes all the time i was like i was sitting. exactly the opposite <laughs> Well, you see, there you go. You're yeah, obviously taking like, oh, my delicious. Yeah, I know. I was taking your delicious cards and your delicious grapes. And... <laughs> but, but that's a Chardonnay. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the Sauvignon Blanc. I'll have you now. It's the one that tastes slightly of wet dog. Yeah, <laughs> that kind so, of thing. Um, the the game came down to me getting that one card, which I know. which um, the wine was one red and one white, and I just had to sit and let that build up. <laughs> yes, which um, it's we are making it sound very, very complicated, but it's well, just it's not. It's, it's so. Easy. It's um, just it's um, it is a case of how many workers do you have? Well, yeah. I have a worker, and I'm going to place them there. I draw a card. Oh, it's a planty card. What I would say the game feels when you sit down and play it. The game feels natural. Yes. Each action, you understand why the action is, yes, and why you would need to do that action, and you're not sitting wondering, going, "Is this a good thing to do or not a good thing to do?" No. It's all very, "All right, totally. I need this objective. I'm going to do so this." It's so simplistic really, in really terms good. of the theme. It's so straightforward, and mm. it's just so. And for a euro, the theme doesn't feel bolted on. No. It, you know, you get the feel of, all oh, right, okay, this is like the process of winemaking. It's, yeah. And, um, and, and I remember um, when I spoke to Jamie about it, he mm-hmm. said quite simply, he isn't a big winemaker type guy. He was, he's, he's, he, he saw the theme and he thought, yeah. wouldn't it be interesting to make a game? How could we make well, a I've game? I've got a shed involved? full of homebrew equipment. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you know, have you got the wine press? Why have you not got any shoes on? Because I'm in my house. <laughs> I'm so. my shoes off. <laughs> Why is there grape stains all over the carpet? Well, that's not grape stains. Um, <clears throat> that's the help. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but there's again and all like many worker placement games. Well, there's ways to kind of you can, uh, you kind of um, add on additional extras, slightly change how mm-hmm. you work because. Yep. You've got the ability to buy buildings. Well, I won the game. Yes. Because of that windmill. Yes, you did. Yeah. Because the windmill... So at the very beginning of the game, you yes. get two cards, and that, that gives you your starting resources for the game. Yes, it's a mama and a papa card. A mama and a papa, who are all faces of the Kickstarters of the game, I think you yes. told me. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> every, single, every single mama and every single papa is a person that's pledged a certain level to um, have their portrait added to the game. Ladies playing board games? I've never seen the like. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah, anyway>. there <laughs> are... Um, <laughs> just, 
I'm going to drink my drink, and I'm going to stare at you as we look at a drink. Um, yeah, so each of these cards give you your um, starting resources, which can be anything from a free upgrade or piece of equipment like I got with a windmill, yes. or more money, yes. or a couple of the visitor cards, which yes. you know, have game-breaking mechanics on yeah. them and things like that. So, so each game is going to be different because you don't know what starting resources you're going to get. Um, so, but, and and that kind of starts everybody off maybe on a less than even keel, depending. It but does, yeah. on the other side of it, everybody it focuses. Yeah. I, I found it focused me because I got that starting card and I went right. Okay, I'm going to use this bonus that I've got at the very beginning. Yeah, and I'm going to focus myself on on this is how I'm going to make points to win the game. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and 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 the game is quite simple is that you you plant you press you plant you harvest you press you produce the wine and then you fulfill the orders and then the orders will give you not only victory points but they also give you recurring income as well yeah. and income is something that can make you or break you as well because Certain things cost money. All the buildings, the later game buildings, all cost money to yep. make. And some of them are more expensive than others. So you get like two different, you get a middle sized seller and you get a huge sized seller, wine seller. Yeah. If you don't have the bigger size wine seller, it stops you from making the bigger value wines. Mm-hmm. So you've got to pay money to get that. Luckily enough, in, on your own little board, um, you've got fields, you've got three fields. Now, the fields are cards. And you can sell them. You mm. can sell them for five or six or seven, seven, uh, seven coin, which well, becomes I, I very helpful. Yeah, exactly. Two, two of my fields. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Um, it's we we had Kev playing with us, mm-hmm. and Kev at the beginning. Kev's not a big board gamer. Kev isn't. Kev is not a big board gamer. He likes his magic. Um, he likes computer games. He likes he's his not cars. Really he's big not into board games. Not at all. But he sat down and he had a wee blast. So. And within, I think within about f- 10, 15 minutes, he had it totally, he totally mm. grasped the concept. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. And it is simple. It is this case of play, placing the worker. And then th- there's no kind of, I'm going one to take worker, this. One worker, one action. That's off it. Off you go. On you go. And depending on the number of workers you got, that decides on the number of actions. Mm. But interestingly enough, you don't reset your workers between summer and winter. Your workers have to yes, last you the whole the year. Whole year. Yeah. So you can end up in the situation where you really need to plant stuff. But at the same time, on the other end of the production line, you've really got to fulfill some orders. And so sometimes you will not have enough workers because you can recruit workers in winter, but you need to plant, but I need to recruit, Mm. but I need to fulfill my orders. So the analysis paralysis can kind of end up setting in, but Mm. on the other side of it, that's when you're kind of your your summer and your winter visitor cards come in because they'll be the ones that will say, I'll tell you what, if you, everybody is allowed to harvest two fields, who if the other players harvest two fields, you got a victory point or you got some money or you got an additional card or you were able to make an extra wine. And it was that type of thing where... um, And it is, you know, the other player really has to consider 
do I take that? Do I allow him to get a victory point? Yes. Because you win the game at 20 victory points. It's not a massive score no, to get to. No. Um, it's not a ring around the roses where you've got the victory points are basically encircling the yeah, entire, you no, know, it's, it's, the entire board. It's 20 and That's it had a wee thing for 25 and yes. I was going for a victory of 26. Yes. But I mucked up the yes. last turn. <laughs> yes, you wanted to, um, as, as you can probably guess, um, Colin won the game and what, me, what happens when Colin wins the game is it means that he likes it. I do like the game. He likes it very, very much. No, it's the second time we've played it. Yeah. No, third, third time yeah, we've yeah. played it. Exactly, yeah. There's one at the... F- yeah. Well, we didn't finish it the first time we played it. One at the second, yeah. and then yeah. the last so, game was but, the third. Um, I think you can maybe hear in our voices, we really... I really, really like this game. Mm. I I kind of... The f- well, Collins, is it okay? No, well, the you, first you, time you, you brought your, your games along... And, and you said, oh, I've got this game, I've got Colditz, we've not played Colditz. And I was like, yeah, but you've got Finny Culture. Yeah, so, so, and we, so we, put up, we put up, um we, we brought up Colditz, uh, we put Colditz to one side and we brought on Vetti Culture. And it's so accessible, mm. it looks yeah. really, yep. really good. In terms of... Um, what I would say is you can't have someone that's played it play against someone that hasn't because... No. They'll get walked over. Yeah, it's it's very um, it's unless that person decides to kind of like I guess kind of take it easy. It mm, depends because yeah. it's a kind yeah. of a it's a nice relaxing game. There's oh, no tension in it, or it's there not is. Kind of, mm. There's the subtle tension of I really want to build something, and he's just <laughs> I he's remember just that filled that up. So that Kevin, that was the, but I need to look, build that. Cause... Look that you gave Kevin when he played Pierre <laughs> Denny. Went, oh, I'm just going to build a building. Oh, I'm going to build another building. And you're just like, I was going to do that as well. What are you doing? And there was one point where it was like, you you had two workers there. He had a grandy worker there. You had a grandy worker there. You were all going to kind of like build your buildings. Um, we like the look of it in terms of being able to pick it up and play. It is not. The rules. It's not daunting. It's not there. There is a there is a reasonable size rule book, but it's more for people that really want to check things out. But it's really, funnily enough, it's just one of these games that, if you go in and step in and play, you just you yeah. pick it up really, yeah. really easily, and it's thoroughly enjoyable. Um, there is there's two versions of the game. There's the the original version of the game. There's also kind of like the special edition of the game. Um, so there's three the, versions of the game. Because there's Tusk, there's, they released Viticulture, they then released Tuscany, which was an expansion, and then they released kind of like almost Viticulture 1.5, which was kind of like taking parts of Tuscany and adding it into... Oh, so there's four versions of yeah. them. What else is it? The special edition? Collector's no, edition? No, no, the what? German side. Oh yes! <laughs> How to confuse somebody that's never played a game of viticulture the first time is when you give the cards, everybody just sits with the German side, and then somebody says, "So what do we do? What's wrong? Can you not read German?" <laughs> um, it goes for about forty-five quid. At least now we'll be able to find out how many German listeners we've got. I oh, know. <laughs> how dare you? How very, very dare you? His numbers, his numbers plummet. Across across the across the board, um, you can get it about forty five pound from all good and reasonable price places. Um, mm-hmm. We just we heartily recommend it. Mm, yeah, we yeah. Thoroughly, no, we thoroughly, I, I really enjoyed it. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, 
it's kind of like um, viticulture is like the kind of the guys that have taken holidays on the field. They're working away after being driven from by being driven by a dystopian master who maybe has an animal or and a gun and wanders around with mechs. Because viticulture is the holiday type version of Scythe, which is the other game that we played. Okay, don't look at me like it was a rubbish segment. It's going to went nowhere. It's like, right, I'm not going to look at you then. Where's the going with that then? I'm going to look at the wall. Where's the going with that? We have been talking for ages about Scythe and yep. talking about playing Scythe, and we played Scythe. And we played twice. Twice and a half. I played a little bit more than that. Um, Good. Because I also jumped into the Automata version as well. Oh. Yes, and we played a game where you weren't there because you were doing your Ripigas as well. Yes. So you've yes. done that. Um, Scythe, and this is the show, it's sponsored by Stonemaier Games. <laughs> but um, we're, we're covering this because we have been promising for ages since the last time since we had Jamie mm. Stegmeier on the show, which was about good three months ago. Yeah, it was. It was about three months ago. Scythe is essentially viticulture off its holidays back at work, being a bit dreary, Mm. you know. It is. Well, it's got worker placement elements. It has. But it it doesn't have that competition over placement. No. So they, they are very, very different games. Yes. But... You can see... Elements of viticulture in mm-hmm. Scythe, mm-hmm. but Scythe is completely different. Yes. Scythe is all about kind of resource management in the format of trying to build yourself yep. up little machines yeah. that grant you ways in order to kind of score not victory points you're essentially you're meeting criteria achievements. Yeah. It, it, you know think of it like uh, you know a computer game yes and you know it's got like um, winning all the battles winning all the battles or you know playing your, your first achievement two and game. that gives you a little shiny star it gives you a little shiny star the thing i didn't comprehend yes is that they're not really tied into Winning the game. It's They're weird. not. <laughs> They're not. We're they um, are just a little <clears throat> bit, but not greatly. No. And interesting uh, way it scores up, but we're not. To, you know, we've jumped to the. We've end jumped to the very very end instead of going to the very yeah. very beginning. But basically, you pick a faction. Your faction has a leader. Mm-hmm. Your leader has an ability to do a certain ability. Yep. With an ability, they've all got ability. But they, also, they all have their their special thing that makes their faction unique. Yes. And your idea is you you are essentially going out there to get resources, to build mechs, to control areas, to have workers, to again gather more resources, to upgrade the various things that you can do in order to basically as we said get an achievement so you'll have like the you'll have the the main board but let's talk about the little sideboard yeah, again little, yeah. the game is mainly your little sideboard yes where um the beginning of the game you have your faction card 
And then the sort of important bit for the game is uh, your government type. Yes. The government type is split up into four columns. Yes. And each of these columns are different on each of these government cards. Yes. Which uh, all relate to um, the... Oh, no, is it five? It could be five. It's four. And you can add a fifth. You can can get a fifth. Yeah, totally. You can Um, get a fifth. And that's the four actions you can do in the game. So that would be movement. Yes. uh, Gather resources. Yes. Upgrade. Yes. You can also... And... um, not merchants. What would you call it? You know the one where you could exchange your resources. Yeah, you just trade. Is you it trade? Like, yeah, trade. trade. Yeah, yeah, Dear yeah, yeah. It's simple just, words. I know. It's just like I can't talk. I cannot <laughs> talk tonight. Help! I can see more of this fantastic whatever this is because it is I think fantastic. It's that done it. <laughs> is it? It's kind of melded our brain. We've been overtaken by this. What kind of all we could describe is potentially this is what. Just everything should taste like. <laughs> Pretty much. It is the kind of... You know how they say things, everything tastes like chicken? This is it what... It does ev- not taste like this chicken. This is what everything should taste of. Do you know what I mean? If I bit into a rattlesnake or something and it tasted of this, oh, well, the, then I would be like, this is fantastic. There would be definitely a few... I'd be picking them up off the street. What's in this fine concoction? There's a whole load of stuff in there, man. There's a Potions, bit of black powder. Yeah, black p- pepper. Black powder. Black powder. Oh god. Um, oh my word. Um, cardamom. There's yeah. a little bit of cardamom pod in there. That's a little lovely. bit of cinnamon pod in there. Oh, it's just this is glorious. We're not going to be putting the recipe online because this is just for us, and what it's lovely. Do it. I've got it there. Man. It's fine. No copyright <laughs> and everything like that. Scythe. Anyway, <clears throat> but the idea is you get an action. Mm-hmm. But you get one action, and then the next time you have your turn, you've got to do a different action. You're not allowed to pick the same action. Unless yeah. you've got a certain fact. That there is one which, faction yeah. whose faction ability allows him to do the same action over and over yeah. again. Um, yeah. So the idea is you will basically, it's all about planning. You really, really have to plan ahead because you've got the ability to say, right, on this, on this, um, on this turn, I need to get myself another worker. Yep. But in order to get myself... But I need to get a worker. And why am I getting a worker? Because in three turns' time, I want to build myself a mech. Yep. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to get myself a worker, which is then going to cost me X amount to do. Mm -hmm. I'm then going to produce on all the squares that my workers are on. Yep. Which will give me the resources. I'm then going to bring in a trade action the next round. Because I'm going to buy the stuff that I don't necessarily yeah. have. And then on my next action after that, I'm going to make it up. Yep. And that's how it works. But, you I mean, this is four turns in advance. So you, yeah. The yeah. only issue that you've There's got then is you've got, you've potentially got another three or four players kind of playing before you can who, play again. Might, yeah, you've got that, which gives you time to think. Yes. But um, the interaction between players in the games we've played hasn't been great. When the game we have been very turtly in the way we play, so there's not been a great deal of confrontation in the games we played. I think the game that we played where, um, where you were rip- ripping 
as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I think Scott was on it, Gordon was on it, Kieran was on it. Oh, I you was had a big, big player game. Yeah, I think Leo was on it as well. So we had a big, big we had a big contingency. And you start interacting with people an awful lot more quicker. Uh-huh. And there's a bit of caution. You'd be fighting over the quests yep. players as well. Then. Yep. Yeah, yeah. never think we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> on the so let's talk about the let's talk about the big board because it is a big board mm-hmm. and it's a big board in capital letters. And it's a big board that can be a bigger board because you can buy an expansion for it. Well, it's not a big board. It's a reasonably place. I had to. I it's, had to. It's, it's not Arkham Horror. My no, God. no. But I had to bring out. <laughs> I had to. I had. To, I specifically <laughs> when we when you came round and I had to separate out the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had to put the extra bit in, and I said, "Look, I've separated out the table, and I put in the extra slab of wood." Richard's got a very small table. I've got a very, very small <laughs> table, but it it does expand. Um, it does expand. <laughs> you can you can you can put in an you can, you can put in an extra twelve inches of table on there, um, which is good. Um, <laughs> just, but it is a big board that can get bigger, and and you're fighting for it's on hexes, yeah. so you're fighting for hexes, mm-hmm. and there's rivers running through everywhere, and yeah. you can't cross on rivers unless you've got a river crossing ability. Well, each each mech that you build unlocks another ability that you have, so you have to consider what mech am I going to build. Um. One of the mechs gives you a, a, a river crossing ability, so you can suddenly jump from from section yes to section over the rivers. And it depends because it depends um, on the sections as well. Because mm-hmm. it says you can you can go from um, forest to um, to basically tundra, yeah. or you can go from yeah. farmland to mountains. Yeah, and that can depend on the factions as well. I, so. That's and then some of the factions also have a sort of a teleporting effect that yes. they could do. Yes. Um, which is also quite an interesting thing. And then on each of the areas, as we kind of um, mentioned, there's little kind of almost like um, areas, little mm-hmm. kind of bonuses that you can, if you go in and you can control this yeah, space. Yeah, you, you get your, your leader to that space. Then yeah. you get given... Um, a, a card, yeah. and that card has you know, up to three or four different yes. choices, yeah. and the choices will be you know, like uh, lose support, you yeah. know, support one like, of the things. You get like an to action, gain five money, or, or yeah, something you get like, like an that. action where you say like say um, you are passing by a series of children, um, kind of using using sticks to kind of like knock tins down. Do you a kind of help them throw the throw the you know throw the stones and gain popularity? Mm. Do you kind of be uh, nick the stones and tell them and set, tell them they should be doing something else? Or do you see recruit them into yeah. the military because they're obviously good shots? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then based on what you pick, you'll get kind of like different popularity. Yeah. And um, based on what you do, you get a, maybe a. You get like an immediate reward, like maybe a monetary reward, hmm. or you'll get a longer term award. You'll maybe get the ability to, you know, get some resources, or you'll get like a popularity reward. Mm-hmm. And uh, up the side of the up the side of the game board on the left hand side, there's a popularity chart. Yeah, and yeah. that will, based on actions that you take, um, your popularity will increase or your popularity will will decrease. 
Um, if you once you have mechs on the board, then it gets a little bit more interesting. It might actually get a little bit more fighty as well because mechs mm-hmm. have the ability to basically anybody wants a lift, <laughs> yeah, jump on board, yeah, and you can move anywhere about the board. Mm-hmm. However, if you jump onto a square that's got your opponent's workers, then your opponent's workers will run off and you lose some popularity. Yeah. Um, or if you go into a space that's maybe got another mech, then a battle will mm-hmm. ensue. Yep. Um, what do you think of the battling? Uh, the battling is... Um... It's reminiscent of another game we played. As it's a blind bidding battling yes. system. You, you, um, one of the things you can do, one of the actions you can do, gives you uh, combat strength. Yes. And when it comes to fighting, you decide how much of your combat strength you're going to use in this fight. So say I've got 15 and you've only got 7. Yeah. I might choose to spend five of my combat ability. Yes. And then on the... A connect- and you might not want to use up all your combat no. ability, so you might choose, well, I'm going to lose the battle anyway. Yeah. So you can might maybe only choose like one or two. Yeah. And then you also have cards, and the cards make it a lot more random because Richard could be sitting with some really expensive cards. <laughs> Like he could have I two did. fives. <laughs> yes, I did. Know, two two five power cards. Yeah. And the card draws that I might have had for combat cards might only be really bad, or I might have no combat cards. So yeah. I might have like a one or a two. So that means for me to win the fight, I have to think how badly does Richard want to win? Yes. Does he want to win the fight? In which case he might use all seven points of his combat ability to fight me off. Yes. He then might also have some really good combat cards, in which case I have then you know I would have to be thinking that I might want to spend you know ten of my fifteen points to try and defeat you in this one fight, and you might just be bluffing. You might not care about the zone, no. in which case you might you might I'm quite spend happy. I give it up. I go back get, to oh, my home. Oh well, I didn't like it there anyway. Yeah. It was rubbish. Um, <coughs> so it's it's. Everything about it is is blind bidding when it comes to the combat, which can be quite interesting. Yes. In the games we've played, there was only tentative combat, and no one really wanted mm, yeah. to push the mechanic. No, no. So. It almost became um, like a side thing. It mm. wasn't the main focus. The main focus for yep. everybody was trying to basically upgrade the individual cards that they had by building buildings again. Yes, yeah. The building, yeah. the building, you know, the building, the, upgrading, the, yeah. the windmill comes back, you know, the the windmill makes a return. Yeah. From yeah. Viticulture. It's, it's, um, the, the upgrading mechanics quite interesting. Um, you have a whole series of blocks on different parts of your playing field. Mm. And when you upgrade them, you get to move them from the top, which makes the top ability better because yes. it's now able to do more things. Yes. And you put it on the bottom, which makes the buying mechanic lot cheaper. You know, so, like bu- buying your mech might be four resources. If you upgrade something, you can move anything that you upgraded, and you can move that onto your build mech. Yeah. 
function, yeah. and then it only costs you three resources to build the mech and, yeah. and you know, snowball effect like that. It's almost like an, the the entire game is the race to kind of get these um, these upgrades done as quickly as possible. Mm. And as you expand and as you get more as you get more mechs, as you get more workers, um, and you can't. The thing is, you can't just sit on having. You can't just sit on having say two mechs and three workers because yeah. part of the achievements is to unlock all your mechs or have all your workers mm-hmm. or to unlock all your buildings. Yeah. So in order for you to get these achievements, um, you're kind of conti- you know you you have to basically play the game to yeah, completion. Totally. So the end game when you're approaching the end game. You might have gone to the center square, which mm-hmm. is a center fact. I think it's the. It's fact- called the factory. The factory yep. card, and what the factory does is it basically adds on another column to your your yes, miniature yeah. game board, and it has some potentially very slight kind of game changing abilities, mm-hmm. making it easier it's for you to get. Th- that card's abilities are a lot more powerful than any of the other. Yes. actions you can take yes. so you'll want to be using it it's got a naver bonus of um, one of the mechanics where you upgrade your, your playing card is you can unlock something so if someone else you know, to your left or to your right plays something in that same column that you've unlocked you can gain a victory point you can uh, not a victory point um you can gain money yeah. you can gain uh, combat power you <coughs> yeah. can gain favor with your people yeah uh, all depending on you know what action the player to each side because if i've unlocked column 1 which for me might be my move action for richard that column 1 might not be move action for him that might no. be his gather resources yeah. in which case he might be using that an awful lot yeah so i unlock column 1 and then i'm getting a gold every single time he uses and it, it adds um, up because mm. getting gold getting money is another thing that just is quite it's difficult quite to difficult. get it's yep. quite difficult mm-hmm. to get it's quite difficult to to get your hands easy on easy to spend though <laughs> too easy to spend um <clears throat> In the games that we played, it never got too kind of crowded, except when there's maybe when we when it was you, me, and Stu that played. I think six player might be fun, yeah. but I you think have to have the, the downtime. That, yeah. Yes, the amount of downtime you'd have waiting for your turn because once you again, just like viticulture. It, the game sounds really daunting till you sit down and play it, and then you're yeah. like, oh, all right, okay, I get this. Yeah. But if you're with people who are suffering AP or they're just not, not getting yeah, the game, yeah. you're going to be sitting going, oh, just hurry up. Because yeah, I, think... I, I noticed in, in the game we played with um, Stuart, the yeah. second game we played with Stuart, yeah. Um. Stuart was coming cold into the game. Yeah. He hadn't really picked it up the first time we no, looked at the game. No, no, And so he was doing his turn, and I had already fought out my turn. So it was literally Come Stu on. doing his turn, <laughs> and then, whomp, whomp, right, I'm done. And then Stu was back going, oh, oh you're not giving me any time yeah, to think. What am I meant know? to do now? Yeah. But that's the way it was. I mean, the intro... <laughs> okay, I like what I played of it, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> The, 
the funny thing was the end game. The, the end, end game, game. Us <coughs> is, 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 well, we only got to the end game in one of our free games that we played. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, and uh, I don't know where your other game would be. Yeah, I, play, I mean, yeah. I played all the way. I played all the way through, but the end game came as a, a big shock to me because I hadn't realised what. Yeah. What it was till the last turn when I looked at how you how the end game. Yeah. happens, I went, right, I better trigger this now or Stu's going to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it all comes down to um, the popularity chart. Yeah, well, something I had ignored side. all game long. Well, see, the thing was, I was, I was, my move, that before you declared and finished the game, because this yep. is the thing, once you reach your last achievement, the mm. game stops. Yeah. There's no continuing until the end of the round. I thought there was. No, it just no. It finishes. It, as, soon as, I, I, <coughs> as soon as you played, ah. you finished. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has a chance to... Because I think it's that type of game where if when you get to the end, if somebody knows somebody else is about or is finishing, they still have the ability to bump themselves up a couple yep. of points of popularity yeah. through some of the skills that they have, which I was going to do. <laughs> and then you finished the... Game, and then I was like, I was like one point away from pumping myself up to the yep. next level of popularity. It's though, and <clears throat> yeah, and but that was the thing. Um, how you win scythe isn't about the number of achievements you have or the gold that you have or anything well, like that. It is, it's, but the, the achievements don't seem to give you an awful lot of victory no, points. You kind of, at least in the game we played, you know, it was only like two points per victory point. So. So, you know, like... Um, it came down to your popularity. Basically, your popularity was like your multiplier for yeah, how many victory points how many you got. On, on each of the different... Based on the number of territories yeah. that you had, mm-hmm. based on the number of buildings that you, I think you had as well. There was also a modification card as well, yes, which you yeah. drew at the beginning... <laughs> And yep. you had no, you didn't really know how it affected things mm. until you got to the very end, and it was another little modifier that decreased or increased the total number of points that you had. Yep. And. And that's a big stack of them, so yes. that's where your replayability is going to come into. The yes. Because and the different government type. Because for what for whatever reason the um, when we played it and finished it for the first time, it sideswiped. Mm. It sideswiped the both of us. Yep. And I thought I was doing quite well. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I kind of, I don't know. I think you put it, you put it quite well, and you said that. um, I said, "Did you enjoy it?" And I went, "Yes, I did." And it's like you didn't look like you enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) And then comparing and contrasting what my attitude was like playing Viticulture. Oh, you were pumped after the Viticulture Compared to my attitude after finishing off Scythe. Mm. I am... Was it a bit of maybe too much of a brain burner? I don't know. I think that... Or was it because you were expecting something else? I was expecting something else. I really should have. Uh-huh. I was expecting based on... I was purely going for as many of the achievements as possible. And I scored some achievements mm-hmm. really, really quickly yep. on. And I made sure I had a lot of um, um, power. I made sure that I had a lot of resources and everything like that. And then at the end, it was like, oh, you... Sh-. I think 
it was if I had that one extra turn, I would have got that extra popularity, mm-hmm. and yep. it would have pushed me up into the next level, and I would have easily kind of stormed to an easy victory. Mm-hmm. I kind of walked... or well, Stu would have won it if yeah. he pump if he yeah. got one more popularity, which would have put him into the top tier. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I think that um, that kind of sideswiped me a bit, and I mm-hmm. kind of walked away from it saying. It's my own fault. I should have looked at the rules more closely mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Um, th- let's talk. I mean, yeah, the artwork on it's stunning. You, anyone oh, it's that says that the game, presentation yeah. of Scythe. I really think Scythe is an excellent game for someone that's really into uh, a Merry Trash games. Yeah. I think it's a great little way of going, okay, so you like these games that are just, yeah. you know, which are gorgeous. Yeah. Scythe's gorgeous. Yeah. You like a game with miniatures? Scythe's got miniatures. Yeah. But let's wean you off of having to roll dice to decide things. And let's yes. have a little tentative foray into finding out what a Euro game is like. I think it's a great way for weaning someone off of a merry trash game and showing them the beauty of yeah of elite tier <laughs> I, <laughs> Euro games. <laughs> I think the um, the artwork is stunning. I think it um, <clears throat> slightly missold the game a little bit. Yeah, because if you walk into this game expecting you were thinking, to have this is a me- war game, mech battling, here this we go, is, this is bring it on. I've got a bear. This is steampunk. This is you know heavy steam, heavy steam, yeah. heavy steam, mm-hmm. battling robots and stuff yeah. like that. Heavy steam is battling. If you robots. think is that, then you nah. might be disappointed. With you the game. might be disappointed. You might kind of get halfway through. It depends because if you're playing like a four or five player game and mm-hmm. there's lots of aggressive combat going on. Yep. Then you might not bother, but then you might shy away from the combat because if you lose, you lose. You've got a chance of losing pretty much. Mm-hmm. You got a chance of losing a lot of stuff if you lose a kind of battle. Well, that well, that's where it's not like a war game. No, is you lose a battle, you don't lose anything. No, it just goes to a place where you don't want it. Yeah, you know, it goes back to your your home yeah. zone. Um, so then, you'd have to then replace it. Yeah, yeah, but your workers and everything like that. Only thing, no, you don't lose the worker. Oh, the worker goes right. back to the home base. Oh, does he? All right. Yeah. Well, I got that wrong there, didn't I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not sticking the visa. Um, I okay. But I then like, losing workers might be, a, you know, if if I, I could be wrong. There's popularity though at stake, isn't there? Because you well, could win a your battle. Home yeah. Loses the popularity if you yeah. go after a zone that's got your enemy workers in yeah. it, which is going to lose your victory points. Yeah, you don't realise that until you've actually no. done it. So it's kind of like check the rules. Always check the rules. Mm. Um, in terms of this as a game, I think this is really, really good. And if you get a chance to play it, you should play it. But if it was a choice between this and viticulture, depending on who I was playing it with, mm-hmm. I would potentially go for viticulture. Yeah, because it's just—I don't know—they're both excellent. Nicer. And this doesn't mean I'm saying size rubbish. It's no, not. It's no, no. fantastic. Yeah. All I'm saying is that um, 
it's worth the money. Viticulture is... The amount is, of replayability oh, in, yeah, in both absolutely. games. Viticulture is slightly lighter on the palate. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, oh. and slightly fresher. <laughs> and kind of easier to to drink over us. You feel it's slower paced. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're there saying is it's, it's a nice Chardonnay, whereas, I am saying whereas it's a, yeah. Sife's a, a nice Sife's a port. Sife's a port of a game, isn't it? <laughs> you know, Sife's a port and potentially try to sneak outside for a cigarette type of game. It's a brandy mm-hmm. that I'll put here in your chest, my man. <laughs> so that's that's where we are with Scythe and keeping in the lines with kind of, kind of drinking. Um... <clears throat> Anything else you've been playing? Uh, Quickly, just, quick just, mentions. Just quick mentions. You're always playing Pixel Tactics. Pixel Tactics. <laughs> Who won Pixel Tactics last time we played? Not me. I did. I won. <laughs> it's a rubbish I, game. I, it's a fantastic game. I Never love it. Never using Set 3 again. That's yeah. absolutely the best game ever. <laughs> I played uh, Clank by Renegade Game Studios, mm-hmm. which is like a deck building going underground, trying to face off against a dragon kind of thing. Oh. It's fantastic. You enjoyed it? I really, really enjoyed it. And I might come back and visit that another time. Okay. And that was thanks Whoa. to Roy Caldwell, who... Yes, who's Greg's younger brother huh. from Dwarf. And he came in and he demonstrated the game. He sat back, he acted like the DM. Mm-hmm. Um, and it oh, was, it's a kickstarter one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and we ah. played it and it was fantastic. I've also been playing the Final Fantasy trading card game. Wow. Yeah. Trading card game. It's Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. I played it against my son. Ah. And the artwork's fantastic and it's mm-hmm. really good. And it's Is it graphics off of the computer game? Or both. Is it bit of both and both. some actual kind of arty illustrations mm-hmm. it's lovely to look at Excellent. Um, you pretty much have to kind of learn what you're doing and what you're playing it's it's interesting to get hold of but it's one of these games I think it's got a lot of layers and you have is, to learn is it, is it a pay to win game is it like magic no it's it? not actually um, there are other expansions available so is, is it predetermined cards I've so, got, so every a, pack there's a core deck there's a it. core deck of 50 Right. But you have yeah. to go out and you can buy expansions which have got different cards. So it is well, that's pay to win. Then. Pay to win, yeah. pretty much again, unfortunately. <laughs> so that is that. Um, but eBay to win because you don't want to buy individual packs. Dear God, no, you that's do a mugs not. Game. <laughs> um, getting them off the shelf. What we're going to be playing next? Now, normally, what we would do is we are going to just put a list out there and then we are going to play one of these games rather than decide we're going to play a game because it doesn't always work out like that mm-hmm. so I was thinking I don't know if you've got any games you want to you'd like to play I do and I can't think of a single one just now that is but absolutely I, I, I was no looking good at again, going, I really them. want to play this game that and it's sitting there doing nothing absolutely just no point to that I know I thought, that it? Is, it was glorious, what is that all about shall glorious. I <laughs> well I think about it I'll, I'll procrastinate while, while you think right okay um <laughs> Um, I've got three. Mm-hmm. We're not going to play them all. We probably just play one. Just, we'll just the one. one. Just the one. Um, Dungeon Lords by the Dungeon Lords board game mm-hmm. by Czech Games Edition. Yep, it's a worker placement. Um, build up your dungeon, get adventurers attacking you type of thing. Looks very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, got it from a charity shop for four quid. 
Brett in excellent condition, walked with it under mm. my arms. Should have given the charity shop more because I feel guilty about it, but... <sighs> a horrible human being. I know, I am terrible. We did donate a ton of stuff to them beforehand. Oh, well, To that's ease fine. my conscience. That's fine. Um, Epic Resort. Oh, yeah, Flood, game. Floodgate Games, which mm-hmm. is um, a game that came... that arrived recently... It is about what basically barbarians and guys like that do in the holidays. Mm-hmm. And your idea is a worker placement and deck building game. So I thought mm. you might quite like that. Oh, that might be right for a laugh. And then last but not least, well, it's hardly least, the Big Daddy Mechs versus Minions. We could potentially get a shot of that. Mm-hmm. Bring that to the table, which sounds quite good. Um, which is all good. Um, moving on. Well, have you thought about your games yet? Yes. What are they? Tell me. Something and something are really good games. Right, okay. Uh, something it's, it's something are really good. Well, I'll tell you what. Here what to do is we will continue, <laughs> and then if you want to interject with the aforesaid <laughs> mention games, then that would be awesome. Give them a kick. Now, give them a kick. Normally, we go through a couple of Kickstarters which have grabbed our attention because we continue to support the community and talk to a lot of people who have been doing Kickstarters already. I'm just going to refer you to a couple of people that we have spoken to recently that you should maybe check back and have a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, City of Kings, Mr. Frank West, who um, they are doing quite well. They are one, I think it's a hundred and fifty nine, a hundred and sixty thousand. An amount of money. They are on an amount <laughs> of money. Um, which is doing, more than they've asked for, which means which is, they're going to have to deliver. <laughs> which means it's going to have to be funded, um, which is uh, which is very, very good. Um, and that's Frank West, City of Kings. He doesn't have a company, he's just known as Frank West, but he is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We've done a couple of um, episodes with him now. Excellent. It's always good to listen to Frank <laughs> because we always just have a laugh. 164. Nice. 28,500 target. Wow. That is just very, very good. The second one, very, very quickly, is a game by Atheris Games called Mutant Crops. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Andrew on the show uh, a week or two ago, and the episode came out this week. Ooh. Mutant Crops is a very base, is a very, very um, inexpensive worker placement game Ooh. based around cards. For getting crops that are horrible and mutated, <laughs> and harvesting them, and it's beetroot, then he um, the game funded today. Ah, so it's reached its target. So well Excellent. done, Andrew. If you go back to the episode before this one, you'll be able to hear Andrew talk about. He's like he's done like two kickstarters. He's like twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like him either. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Dear God, I he's, don't even know the chat. I don't know. He's lovely and he's good fun. And uh, yeah, we had a we had a laugh when we had a chat with him. Um, so and these I'll put quick notes to the links to the notes in the show notes. The last one is um, it's friend of the show Gary Butterfield who was on mm-hmm. last year. Um, he has released he's releasing a set of what they call power books. And power books are basically when you used to get like Nintendo Power. Sometimes you used to get like fictional little stories based around the video game characters and stuff like that. So you'd have little bits of fiction around them. 
So what Gary's doing is he wrote a book um, about uh, basically it was based around the kind of the Dark Souls universe last year, mm-hmm. and he's got a Kickstarter going at the moment for the second book in the series, which is based around Fallout, and uh-huh. it's called Atomic, and basically it is it's just fun. It's a bit of a laugh. It's mm-hmm. kind of written from a hey, this is a fine adventure and stuff like that with yeah. kind of lots cast of colourful characters, good story, very, very funny, a lot of kind of gentle nudges and winks to the actual original kind of Fallout IP as well. Um, currently it is it's funded. Um, it's got about 11 or probably 10 days to go by the time this goes out. Um, there'll be links links in the show. I know it's a book. I know it's not a board game. But guys, sometimes it's good to write, read a book. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. As we say with all Kickstarters. Buyer beware. Buyer beware, we have to say this. You know, you you know, always, you know, Colin. <laughs> I'm not going to say 3D printer. No, no. Don't, man, don't. No, let's just not bring up the pain. Canadians. They're <laughs> so polite when they rob you. <laughs> Remember, other Canadians are available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so polite until they rob you. Um, uh, moving on to shout-outs, because we haven't given shout-outs to people in a wongish time. Because it's very rude for me to say, thank you, special guests, for coming on. <laughs> Here are some other people that you don't even know that we want to talk about. Um... So a couple of podcasts that I like the listenings of, and I like the listenings of, maybe you would like the listenings of too. Um, quite new one, The Salt Report, which is Nikki, Jake, and the mysterious K. Just called K. That's just the letter K. The, okay. idea, the idea is they just basically spend... <laughs> these, their podcast is just basically being salty about things in the gaming industry just have a good oh. rant and moan and complain about stuff and sounds oh. fan- fantastically good fun. Must be cathartic for them <laughs> <laughs> I think it's almost like a weekly kind of therapy session <laughs> and a bloody another thing about Bamco and their advertising for the Dark Souls franchise. Well, tell me about Monopoly. <laughs> I like that slip out um, Quest for Magic and Steel they finished their first season, they're having like what you call an off-season, where um, David, who's a fantastic guy, um, um, he, him and Leisha and Amara are continuing the a second mini-season of kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons type thing. It's all very, very good fun. Um, you might want to check out the Monster Closet with Paco, Alan and Lee, who have been they're all talking about video games. They've got a they did a special recently about uh, um, Mass Effect Andromeda. They've done some. <laughs> my face chats. is tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody fix my eyes. Somebody fix my eyes. Don't make them look like. <laughs> so realistic, yet we all look dead. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've used the same alien models for all of the aliens. <laughs> so, but they're um, incredibly good fun and, and definitely worthwhile of a listen. Um, staying in pod. My uh, podcast brothers from another mother, um, Peter, Sam, Chris, um, just fantastic people. So, uh, what, they're half-brothers then, aren't they? Kind of. Oh. I just, you know, just, you know, kind of, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so, but hello to them. Um, and a special mention to the Method Podcast because um, they gave us a shout out on their last show that they did, and uh, then they attempted to do kind of. Um, I challenged them to do some British accents. Oh no. And they came up with some actual comedy gold. It I'm was getting like flashbacks to I'm walking here. Yeah, it was. That was just gonna say. It was like listening to kind of like it was like listening to a Dick Van Dyke holiday special. <laughs> Go bleeding blobby governor. I'm listening to some podcasts. Shine your shoes, governor. <laughs> Fifty pence, governor. Round the corner, governor. Would you like a cab? Lemonade. Um, so big shout out to Paul and Jimmy and Glenn. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not gonna. We're not gonna insult them with a listen to method. It's a very good show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'll use American sound the same. Um. Anyway, so that's that. Anyway. Um. Questions. Questions. I put the call out there. Well, if you like it, you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> I put the questions out there, and the questions came back in, and they came firm and fast, and we shall. Answer them quickly. Sentinot Plus, also known as Dave, said, with the relatively recent resurgence in the board game popularity, what, if any, has been a standout theme or type of game, do you think? Standout theme? Standout theme? Mmm. Winemaking. <laughs> it's so popular. It's so lovely. Uh, steampunk. Yes. That is saturated. Zombies. That Z- is yes. absolutely saturated. In fact, there's more. Z- that has got to be the the standout. Theme if you of put board gaming. if you put <laughs> if you put zombie board games out in the street in the apocalypse when there was actual zombies, the zombie board games would outnumber the zombies <laughs> by about seventy five to one. Do you know what I mean? Because that yeah. Um, so yeah, no. So um, or type of game, I think things like people are moving away from dungeon crawlers and they want something which is dungeon crawler but also has additional mechanics to I it. I think, like you know, I work think card a- games for me. Yeah. I see awful lot of card based games. I've seen Rising Sun was an idea where it's like. K- uh, CMON kind of released Rising Sun mm-hmm. on Kickstarter, and I was like, "Oh, great! It's another mini game with dice and fighting people." Yeah, but then yeah. he says, "Oh, it's got things of negotiation and stuff like that." And it, people were talking; it was quite similar to um, Rex and stuff. You can't, if you know, <laughs> it that that's what I was told. It must be true. Um, as always, Mister Nick Jones, Lane it three sixty says. Yes. <laughs> he says, have you played Dead of Winter The Long Night yet? No, we We've haven't. We've played Long Night, no. We haven't. Have you heard of the Warring Colonies expansion yet? Yes, I have. That is the ability where you can take, basically, The Long Night uh-huh. and The Dead of Winter and you'll be able oh, to have smash them, them together. F- smash them together and be able to fight each other. So it sounds like it's going to be fantastic mm. and we should be keeping an eye out on it. Thank you very much for your questions. Oh, next, come back again. <laughs> do you have any good plans for Tabletop Day? We do. The club is the putting club. on a Tabletop Day. Um, the club is putting on a Tabletop Day and um, 
there will be fun and there will be games and there will also be former guests of the show will be there. Sarah Kennington from One Free Elephant will be there. Kevin Young Mm -hmm. from um, Inspiring Games will be there. Justin, who... uh, who did Elementus mm-hmm. he, um, or sorry Elements he'll be there and also um, Mark from Wreck and Ruin who isn't a guest yet <laughs> <laughs> but he almost is and he, dot, dot, dot. Dot, 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 dot. and Mark will be coming on to talk um, Mark who's just thank you, well shout out to Mark anyway because he's one of the big supporters of the show he's always tweeting mm. us and everything like that so he, they're all going to be appearing at Tabletop Game at Dwarf oh. so there's Photoshop Photoshop opportunities, photo opportunities God. I know means I can't go unless the feds find out who I am <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so that's the that's the kind of the plan um, he also asks any good deck building game recommendations um, Clank Pretty much. Pixel tactics. Pixel tactics. More pixel tactics. All Just pixel, all the pixel tactics. Get all the pixel, get all the pixel <laughs> tactics because it's absolutely fantastic. Um, Clank again. Just I just really really like you, that. You game. really enjoyed I that. I really really enjoyed that game. I was trying to think of any deck building. Um, Epic, Does it have pixelated art though? It doesn't. It has kind of cartoony art, but it's still <sighs> very very good game. Um, Stuart Cullen who is the games editor for the Scottish Sun, has written in and says, Dear Deirdre, <laughs> Beasts of Balance... He didn't say that. Beasts of Balance is a step forward, blending analogue and digital gaming. Or is it a one-trick pony? Where else could you see the tech used? Beast of Balance is basically you get components, plastic mm-hmm. components, and I think yep. they've got RFID tags in them. Uh-huh. And you put them maybe on top of an iPad or to the oh, side like, of an um, iPad, like Nintendo's Mies. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, Sky Sky Skylanders, Skylanders, yeah. Skylanders. Skylanders. So that, Lego Dimensions. Like, you kind of uh-huh. well, the idea is you stack the game up, and basically you get a representation on the mm. screen. So it's kind of like blending the, the two together. Two big games I've seen that do that would be um, XCOM. Yes, which which you you know the ta- it's replacing all the sort of there um, you go. I'm oh, just showing right. Colin a picture. I'm showing everybody a picture as well. well don't ask me. Don't ask me to sign up. Sign up. I don't want to s- get away. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's one of those. Sign up for our email address. I don't want to sign up. We just want to show. So there you go. So it's kind of like a. Balancing stuff. Oh, that looks amazing. I'm going to have to check that out. I love dexterity games. It's one of my passions. So you get that, and then you get to plug it into a pewter at the same time, but it's very, very... I have a very cheeky grin on my face. Base for the ah. Kinder. So that looks... Uh, so, like, the, the tablet's obviously, like, taking away the sort of... You know, like spin a dial to find out what yeah. you're meant to place next. Let's so you've got see. to place a colour on. Ah. Let's see what it's costing. £69, <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, getting um, back to Stuart's There's another game I've seen that yes. uses... It uses your mobile phone. Is it Matches in the Mansions of Madness? New one. Is it that? No, it no, no. This is... Um, it's... Uh, I've only seen it advertised on the Dice Tower of, of all places. 
and uh, your mobile phone you place onto the onto the table uh-huh. and you take a picture of each of the things. Mm-hmm. You, you have an app you download to your phone. I'm not describing it all that well. And um, you take a picture of what square you're putting your boat because your mobile phone's your boat. Oh, and you have a little, what? you have your, your, your pirate boat is on. Oh. And, and so, you know, and then you like, you move four squares and then you take a picture of, of where it is and that uploads to the app where your boat is now. Mm-hmm. And then there's like random things, you know, like, um, you know, like sea monsters and things, which are all generated by the app. And it's networked with the other people playing the game, so that you you can have like four or five people all with your mobile phones on the deck. It's, it's quite really... an inter- it looked quite interesting, but um, I, I I'm not sure. I yeah. think to me it's a gimmick. Yeah, I mean this is what it gets. To me, it? it's where you know you see where people have completely you know digitized the board game. Yeah, tabletop simulator and stuff like that. But I. I I, I really people enjoy like a cardboard. Thing in yeah, my people hand. like yeah. something in their hand. I think that yeah, this is the thing. It's like because but then that might just be our generation. We we're the old bastions. Yeah, but then my Have son growing so old again, <laughs> again. Where are my eyes gone again? <laughs> this is rubbish. But again, on the same side of it, my son loves his cardboard. Yeah. You and know. is that because he's living in a world where he only sees things on a screen, and then he gets to <laughs> I actually think, hold yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think that could be. I think that could be. Yeah, I think it's a it's a balance. It depends if it's gimmickly enough. Is I think it's is it um, mm-hmm. Mansions of Madness. I think is a companion app that will right, yeah. give an well, it basically almost DMs the game for you, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Um, I think Tracy from Chaos Cars spoke about that. Yeah. Um, she says it was fantastic to take and it really, really added and an then, awful lot to game. One, I can't believe we forgot about this. Oh. And it's definitely needed for the game. But oh. um, Seven Wonders to actually work out what an yes. your score is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need a companion app, it needs a calculator. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um,. And speaking of the devil, Mr. Mark from Dream Big Games, who is Wrecking Ruin, who we're going to be mm-hmm. meeting, says, you've talked to many awesome people. Yes, well, you know, it's unfortunate Colin doesn't come on <laughs> Who would be your fanboy guest? He said that he'd love to meet Eric Lang. I don't know, is the answer to the question. Because I don't know, because it had such a good year with all the all mm. the people on that we had on so far, and what happens is you get somebody on, and they'll go, oh, they're fantastic, and then you get somebody else on, like say Chris Clue, and you'll have a somebody you've never met before, and you'll have a total laugh. So with. This is how you can tell Richard's a father because he has no favourites. <laughs> I, I love all my children equally, but um. <laughs> You know, I'd like to get. I'd like to get somebody who isn't in the board game space talking about board games. I've kind of been talking to a couple of people who. You mean normies? <laughs> you want to talk to normies maybe, about board well, games? Maybe I want to talk to normies. <laughs> but there's been a couple of people that I've been talking to that are in the kind of the content creation type space mm-hmm. who might, you know, who were talking about maybe coming on. 
But, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of where do you start kind of thing. But who is the, you know, if, you know someone we haven't got on yet oh that you goodness. really, really want to speak really, to? Really, 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 really. Oh, my goodness. Um, I couldn't even think. Because I'd say, oh, I'd like Brad Talton on again. <laughs> but that might be Saturday. Um, oh, um, I, do you know what? I really, really can't think. You know, there's obviously the, the really, really kind of big names. Do you know what? Get Tom Vassell on. Dice Tower. Yeah, why not? You know, or, you know, Isaac Childress. Let's get him mm-hmm. on and let's not... Let's talk about uh, Forge War for an hour and completely ignore Gloomhaven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eric Lang, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who else? Um, Matt Leacock. <clears throat> and how could these famous people get in touch with us? If they were... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just, That's you know, a segue. But you can shut up. I know, exactly. <laughs> well, you have to add yourself to the list, first of all. <laughs> and then we have to sort out times in the calendar, basically. But thank you for all the questions. Um, quick D&D update. Oh, yeah, you were going to play D&D. We've been, I've been playing D&D. Oh, you've been I've, playing done like three, oh. I've done like three sessions. Quick D&D update. We've now got north out the village, smacked around a couple of troll mm-hmm. goblins, went east. Why? Uh, because they were just looking at us funny, and because it's fun, um, and I'm playing an orc, and and uh, basically we ended up clearing a room, and that's where we finish. We play about an hour or two hours at a time. Yep. We don't have time for a big session, so <laughs> it's kind of like you're going to the pub. Game over. Well, it's it's more. It's my What fault. did we do last week? Okay, what do you want to do now? We'll discuss it next week. No, okay. no, it's, no, it's my no. But you've got to time it perfectly, and it's David um, Steele from Steel Empire. He's mm-hmm. DMing it, and he's fantastic. Yep. So big, big props to him. Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying I am having. I'm actually having a lot of fun because. Do you see why we do it at the club so much? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> but we've got like, um, um, I think it's Andy from, uh, I think Laps Gamer Radio. Um, Nick Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah, Paddy. Yeah. Uh, Nick Jones is on it as well. <laughs> so he just sits there constantly and just goes, yes, yes, yes. yes. It's like, are we going to the cave, Nick? Yes. That's all he says. Um, Patrick Smith from Twin Humanity, he, he does it. Uh, Kat, she's involved as so well. There's a big group of you there. There's about five. I think there's five of us. So it's Excellent. a good, it's yeah. a really good, and we're all kind of playing all people. There is a wizard on it. I've punched them already, it's fine. Um, um, but speaking of guests, because it is, you know, because over the next couple of weeks is like just to round up who we do have coming on, we are going to have Mark from Wreck and Ruin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be coming on to talk about his game called Wreck and Ruin, which is a kind of like a Mad Max yeah. mashing cars together type theme, which sounds mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Uh, Lewis Shaw from Brain Crack Games. Who has a new game coming to Kickstarter called Farlight? So he's coming on to talk about it. Sci-fi. I think it potentially yeah. could be, but it's kind of like an open rule set. He's claiming that could be interesting. Quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to talk to him about it. Mr. Brad Talton Jr. is coming back on the show because <laughs> last time he went away without any fighting talk. And this oh. time he's coming back with Fight and Talk. Oh. And maybe talk about Exceed, but he's also got Imperial, which is a steampunk mm-hmm. train game, which we want to talk to him about. Um, One thing, mm-hmm. going back to that earlier question, mm-hmm. you know, the themes that people love, 
trains. Trains. People at the club are nuts for train People games. People don't do enough things about trains. <laughs> there should be more trains. Um, Brian Wade is coming back on because I have I've played Magic. You've now played. I it. have played Magic. There's so much things I've been up to. You've it's tapped crazy. your land. I've tapped my land. <laughs> I've tapped my land. I've uh, I've used some haste. You know, I mean, um, and and I've been playing the Calumet edition, which has got the little vehicles which you can jump mm-hmm. on and pilot, which is good fun. So me and Mister Brian Wade are going to be chatting about magic. Excellent. And, and you'll actually know what magic and is now. And I'll know what he's talking about. <laughs> and I'll be able to say magic isn't the worst thing in the universe. There's other things that are the worst things in the universe, but magic's pretty berserk. close. Magic's still rubbish. It's just... No, Berserk's um, genuinely rubbish. Berserk. I hate that game. Oh, <laughs> um, And finally, um, going into next... Well, going into the future, we are going to have the creators of Sentinels of the Multiverse... Wow. Greater than games are going to be coming on. Christopher from Greater than games. Excellent. I love Sentinels. That is one great game. So, uh, Christopher from uh, Greater than games is going to be coming on and having a chat. Excellent. And they asked to come on. But, yeah, using your segue, how did they ask to come on? Well, they emailed us. They they emailed us at magic at wearenotwizards.com. I've no idea why. I didn't even need to send them money or nothing. <laughs> We're in negative money on the Patreon. <laughs> Where is your firstborn child? I, have, I, I can't even talk about it because this is getting recorded and the police could be involved. Um, but if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can email us on magic at wearenotwizards.com. You can come onto the site, which is wearenotwizards.com or... UK. That's the one. You can find us on Twitter, which is at We Are Not Wizards. You can find us on Instagram, which is .co.uk. We Are Not Wizards. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first nine or so episodes that me and Colin have done are, are now all uploaded to YouTube. There's another pile of older guest episodes which are also up on YouTube as well. So it's split down for easy access. There's the standard ones, there's the friends of the show ones, there's the work in progress ones. If you haven't already, you don't have to listen but drop us a sub on YouTube because somehow that's meant to be magical and important. The um, other thing that you can do is if you have liked what you've heard tonight, you can jump over to iTunes. And you can drop us a review. <gasps> now, remember, the golden rule oh, is... never does that, dear me. We've actually, got, <laughs> we've actually got a few. We're into double figures. <laughs> I'm just saying. We are into double figures. But, you know, don't give us a 10, because that makes us big-headed. But don't give us a 1, because that, that makes, makes us, us cry. cry. <laughs> but give us a 5, because that's in between. That's kind of <laughs> average. And we are decidedly average. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear there's one thing my parents said to me is go on just be average, <laughs> just be average. don't succeed don't, don't really try don't, don't just ex- do enough don't exceed at anything because you'll just do it wrong now get up to your room and do everything average <laughs> um, sounds like a good place to leave it unless mm. there's anything else you want to add I think I we've pretty much covered anything so. 
I don't. I still can't remember what game I wanted. to uh, play. You still can't remember what game. It's you sitting want upstairs. It's it's directly there. Really? <laughs> Do you know what I remember? Do you know what I'm I'm absolutely ashamed at is the fact that when I was talking about the um, the staying in guys, that I spoke about Peter and I spoke about Sam, and I spoke about Chris, and you know I uh, I think I left Dan off. <laughs> so sorry, Dan. Oh well. I apologise profusely. But anyway, so there we go. So, all that's left to say is, apart from hitting the table and shaking the crockery everywhere, is remember that we are many things, but... We're not tortoises. We are many things, but... We're not wizards. We're definitely we not wizards. There we go. We're definitely... Tortoises could be cool. Could it? Well, I could settle for that. i get to sleep for six months. That would be good. Yeah, and you get to, like, you know, just go about doing everything average and slowly... Uh, no one really bothers you unless there's a dog about. No, you could just go into your shell. Sounds okay. cool. Um, but until next time, stay safe, roll sixes, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Say bye-bye, Colin. Bye.